to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 308 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Sam. Welcome along another week. Here we go. Yes, and we'll start off with our uh, dramas of the, uh, I, the oh, property. Hang on, just before we get into that, I do just want to apologise if there's some random sound outside. There's a lot happening around our house at the moment. Across the road, there's a barge doing something. Uh, I it, reckon it's laying... It's um, laying pipe, eh? Pipe. Yeah, because I took some yeah. photos to show you and then I forgot. Oh, I've already been there, took photos myself, Chris. Uh, uh, no, but they've uh, just put cones all up our street. Uh, oh, really? Oh, to I stop everyone that. because I think they're building their weird traffic island at the top. Oh, God. Anyway, back to uh, our reality. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, and amongst all the infrastructure issues we have here, we have one in the in the house. I'm looking through an open doorway to the left, of up to my left, as I face Sam here. Uh, there's three buckets at various heights of uh, fullness on a probably damp carpet, I'm going to guess. This is quite normal in uh, every world-class uh, podcast studio, <laughs> so don't be alarmed. <laughs> and that is coming from the shower above, on the floor in the floor above. We have one shower in this place, and it is leaking through the ceiling uh, down to the uh, bedroom below. Luckily, there's a little manhole cover to get access to the bottom of said leaky shower. So we've got that open, so it's not pulling in the yeah. ceiling. Oh, much of it's pulling although, in the ceiling. <laughs> although the plumber that came around was... Uh, yeah, tell, tell me about that, because I missed that. Oh, it's just a really young guy came around. He's the plumber that came from the uh, property management company, so we sent him around, eh? Yeah. And uh, he sort of looked, and he says, oh, yeah, it's a big job, sort of. Uh, we can't do it today. And then he went back upstairs and just went, holy expletive, uh, your whole shower's stuffed. He goes, there's like four things wrong with it, and there's no point in us fixing just one thing. I am going to write a report to suggest that they rip the whole thing out and replace everything. Right. And so we've got three people living here, one shower, right? And I'm like, oh, don't use the shower. I think when I said that, it was like, don't use the shower before the plumber went. And then... That's what it sounded like. Yeah. And people have used it. But the buckets are working. Uh, yeah, right. The buckets are working well, perfectly. Well, yeah, like, I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't care. It's not my place, except that bedroom may be being used next month, which is what I mentioned to oh, yeah, the property yeah. manager just now. Uh, so I emailed... Uh, Bit the, of pressure on him. So first of all, I, I rang um, a text message to my new property manager. We just wanted to we, do a big shout out to um, Wesley. Farewell, Wesley. <laughs> Farewell, Whatever Wesley. you're up to, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> he was he was a great property manager. And he now was. we got Amberly, but we've never seen Amberly, so no big deal. Um, and of course, she's off this week. She's back on Monday, so she didn't get my text. So I, when I rang in, I ended up talking to some, I think, Irish girl, and she sent out <clears> the plumber. That's cool. Plumber comes in, sees Sam, says, can't yep. do anything about it. So, oh, okay. Today, I went to email them. Now, Lodge has got... One of the shittest websites in the planet. <laughs> oh, really? I, I think. Their service seems really good. But uh, is it? Oh, okay, maybe not. Uh, Sorry. I spoke out so of turn. So I'm trying to find the manager of that place. Oh, good luck. They're hidden. Can't do that. Hidden. Can't do that. I thought we were using Hamilton East, but we're Hamilton Central now. Oh, cool, I don't cool. think they had a... Um, 
an well, office there when I first got here ten years ago when I started oh, I see. living here. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I, I think that's what the you're with the, the old school so office. So that's cool. So I found Amberley on there, but I don't know who's the manager. And then I realised, hang on, I've got an email from the manager because he was the one that told me Emily, and that's how I fa- uh, Amberley rather, and that's how I found his his um, thing. Excellent. But before I did that, I was like, right, there's a contact form. I will fill out the contact form. Yes. First uh, thing you fill in the contact name. form. Address, of which makes sense. Oh no! Yeah, yes, right. yes. Okay, that address. Makes sense. Yes, no, tenant's name, contact number, yeah. details of the thing. I think that's all it is. Beautiful. And then one of the stupid freaking capture, capture things, yeah, which I got wrong the first of time. Because yeah. is that a U or an A? It's all it's all skew width, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, distorted. Yeah. So like, I get you. I'll guess it. So oh, you got the capture wrong, right? Okay, do it again. Yeah. Oh, I got that one right. No, you didn't. Oh, it didn't actually say the capture was wrong. I'm like, what happened there? I must have got it wrong again. So I did it again, and it still wouldn't stand there. Scroll up and goes, please enter an address. Oh, so there's it- an address in there. So I type the address in there again and do it again, and it doesn't go. Every time I do it, no matter how many times oh, I t- type the address good. in, it doesn't go. So I copied and pasted that at the back of the email when I re- realized, that, oh, bloody Jason. Jason's the guy. Jason's the manager. Anyway, uh-huh. just before we came, and the reason we're talking about this is just before I came down here, Jason called. Got a phone call. And he, because he emailed me back and I emailed him thanks. He said, oh, look, I've already sent it through. I'm going to ring the um, owner now and I'll let, let you know. Yeah. I wasn't expecting a phone call like this no. is in the last half hour. No, no. So I got, I got a phone call. Jason, young guy. So I've never met him. Young guy, sounds really cool. Uh, he goes, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a story. Um, I've just spoken to the, the owner. He wants another opinion. And I said, of Good. course he does. Yeah, yeah. Of course he does, because if we have not mentioned this before, and I'm pretty sure we have, we have. Uh, he is, Kim, the owner of this property, is the cheapest um, person I've ever met. <laughs> like, he must have absolutely freaked out. Well, yeah, no, because I haven't told you this yet. No. So um, I sort of said, well, you know, I'm not surprised. He's been asked to f- replace that shower before. Last time he got it, nothing got done. Because he said, I think he put a new head in. That was all he did. Remember? Vaguely. Yeah. So um, he goes, oh. And then Jason sort of his professionalism. Professional, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I'm a bit furious. I I mean, he hung up on me. Oh, no. When he was talking But we have to, you have to realize as well, English isn't Kim's first language. Yes. A lot of the time you communicate with the wife, who's really nice and lovely. And I haven't. No, I don't think I've ever spoken to the wife. Oh, she's really cool. Yeah, and she has to sometimes explain to him what's going yeah. on. So, but I think I uh, yeah, get a second opinion. Easy, they'll just come in and go, "Holy crap!" Like yeah. it's not when the floor is falling through the little hole piece into the bucket as well, and everything is from the seventies <laughs> and has never been replaced ever or maintained. Easy fix. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's enough of that uh, that uh, drum. Talk- Did you put go. this thing about robot wolves in here, or did I? Oh no, I did because oh, I, like, for that. I like. I like. No, on. no, I like. Um. Uh. Yeah. Japan's deployed some robot wolves. Uh. To scare away other wolves, I think it was. And uh, of course, it's an audio podcast, so it's a photo that I need to show Chris. Um. Any yeah, second now. I saw that. Yeah, I opened it. You did I'm see like, the picture. I'm like, did I? Did I put that in there? And I'm looking at it going. No, I don't think you're I like. Did. You're like. Oh, it's so weird looking though. <laughs> it is. Look at that one. <laughs> is it? Oh no! I haven't <laughs> That's seen the that second one. one. Oh my god! Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know what they do. So anyway, they—they're like anime wolves. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, 
Takikawa officials purchased the monster wolves to avoid friction between local residents and bears. That's what it was. Yeah, to scared off aggressive <laughs> bears. Um, <laughs> they, they look so homemade. You know who they... <laughs> it was a toss-up between getting them to make the robot wolves or fix Spanish artwork from last week. If you I don't. tell you what, next next year, just get one of those for your scare That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> probably have a little plaque and go, sponsored by a sister city in Japan, Takikawa, <laughs> and see if anybody understands it. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to jump down to Breathing Machine because I've been reading up on this and I think it's pretty cool. What's a Breathing Machine? Is this to help with well, COVID? No, no, it's not. It's got no. nothing to do with that. Is this it's nasal actually breathing? something that they... No, no. Please? It's no? totally different. Oh. Um, it's actually a little unit. It's uh, about yay big. Um, so for those on the... <laughs> about the size of a microwave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit smaller than microwave. Okay. And it's... Um, you, you put a face mask on and you breathe into it. It's all mechanical. And what it originally was uh, designed for a few years ago was um, people that have suffered carbon <coughs> monoxide poisoning. Okay. And so effectively, when and you hyperventilate into this, but yeah. you won't pass out because it's feeding back carbon dioxide as well as the oxygen, which apparently is what you need to not, not pass out. Uh, yeah, okay. I didn't know that. Um, so anyway, so you hyperventilate into this machine, yeah. and it extracts the you expel the carbon monoxide and yeah. you breathe in oxygen. But the lungs, when they inflate, pull more carbon monoxide out of the bloodstream, and so the more you breathe out, yeah, the yeah. more carbon monoxide. Cool. It works for alcohol. It sobers people up three times quicker than if they weren't using the machine, and ah. and they're using it. They want to put it into emergency rooms for people that are um, over. You know, people die every year from drinking yeah, too yeah, much alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol poisoning. That, alcohol poisoning. Oh, okay. Not at the point, which is obviously my first uh, thought about, oh, am I okay to drive? I'll just get on this machine for five minutes before I go home. Uh, <laughs> imagine, if you ca- imagine if you go out and you've got this big backpack on with this thing with no, the hose. No, they'll have them in every pub and it'll be like, Put in two dollar coin. No, no, but you're like you're you're the starting you're starting off. You're the um you're the leader, First, and you're yeah. just like, what's that? Like, oh, so yeah, doctor. <laughs> Very good. But anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. And and the interesting thing was the scientists were like, ah, we've known this for ages that you expel alcohol when you breathe out. The real surprise, because this is all mechanical. This could be a, this machine could have been made a hundred years ago. Wow! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With the technology—that's how old the technology is. The surprise is we never thought about doing this before. Uh, that's I, the, yeah, that's yeah, the surprise. Cool. So I thought that was interesting. So uh, Hamilton slash yeah, Hamilton got the Beautiful City Award. Yes, yes. And the Waikato in the moment, they've got a deep-seated dump fire going, and pregnant woman and breastfeeding babies have been told to stay at least three kilometers away from this fire. Right? Uh, okay. Where's that? Uh, Pookie Mirror, North Waikato. Okay. Anyway, anyway, way up north near Glen Afton, sort of back of Huntley, back of Huntley, back okay, of Huntley. back of Huntley, high of Huntley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so know. okay, so this rubbish fire's been going at Pookie Coal Landfill, and it's been burning since August, right? It just keeps going, right? So it's all good, and it puts out all these putrid smells, and it's probably like causing real problems. And five separate government agencies have formed a multi-agency group to try and stop this fire, which keeps burning underground, which I assume is a hard thing to stop, right? So that's all right. So I've done this health assessment and they said, you know, nah. So, but this is it. They've spoken to the dump owner on the phone and he goes. On the phone, because, you know. <laughs> well, I think he hangs up on it at some point. But he goes, they're talking to him and he goes, 
It's absolute lies dished out by the Waikato Regional Council. Uh, he refuses to let council. He bo- votes he, for Trump. He refuses to <laughs> let. Yeah, he refuses to let council staff on the site to deal with the issue. Uh, and then I think he said something else that was amazing. Can't they just shut him down? So, oh, you think they would? So they have to. They had to fly in specialist equipment to be flown in from Australia to test for the dioxin levels in the area. Right. Shoot. These people have to move out of their houses because this guy's like, oh. And then, uh, so that's all good. Heavily pregnant people. And then uh, yeah, he goes, oh, it, there's no proof of the risk. It's absolute lies by the regional council. And then he admitted uh, he was not going to let them in to monitor the fire at all. They are doing illegal and underhand tactics. And that's all I have to say right now, lady. Is what, <laughs> he's quoted it saying that. And I'm sure he does speak like that. Too. I bet he does. Anyway, <laughs> he's loving his little fire, keeping himself warm. <laughs> oh, so many idiots. I was looking at Project Discovery by Eve Online today. Don't know what any of that means. Carry so on. Eve Online is a massive multiplayer. Is that a person? MMO. Eve what? Online. Eve Online oh, is an Eve MMO. Online. E-V-E. Yeah, Eve. sorry. Eve Online. Yeah, yeah. Is an MMO. I thought it was someone's name, like Eve Online. Yeah, no. Okay. So, <laughs> Carry on. so Eve Online is a is a game you can play it for free. Uh, That's been around for a while, though. Yeah, eh? yeah, it's been on around for ages. So this um, Project Discovery has been around for ages. It's like a game within the game. Yes. So okay. you're in the game, which is free to play, free to download, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't know how they make the money. It must be buy bits and pieces in the game. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, oh, I just thought in this Karen. game. Uh, the Project Discovery was originally set up a few years ago uh, by MMOUS, which is Massive Multiplayer Online Science. Oh. And um, it helps the scientists discover um, planets orbiting stars. So they've got way more data than they have people to look at it. Um, and this stuff can't be looked at easily by algorithms. So oh, I, I, right. I watched a, the bit of the tutorial about how you map it and fold it and work out the transition yeah, yeah, so you can yeah, yeah. work out whether it's a planet or whether it's a uh, a star that spins with one side brighter than the other or something. Okay. And so that was really interesting. And the reason I looked at that is because in the last couple of months um, or so, uh, they've that project discovery has been twisted. So it's a, it's another game. You get points in the game and you do all the stuff in the game. That Gamification, yeah. Yeah. But it helps your MMO game as well, your character in the universe. Oh. Um, but now they're working with COVID or they have been for the last few months. And, That's pretty and cool. And they're finding, so what they're finding is the cells that make up the virus of COVID. Yeah. It can't easily be done by... Um, by machine, you can't algorithmically do it. So all cells are in clusters, and so what they do is they have all these images of these cells, and they get humans to go in and go circle the clusters. Yeah. So they can tell separate the cell types and stuff. And the way it works, which I learned from going through this tutorial, is you do it. You might be a bit meh at it. And then I do the same one, and a hundred of us do the same one, and we get a consensus, and that consensus goes forward yeah yeah yeah. and that's that's also how they you in game you get your accuracy score based on how close to the consensus you were and so yeah i thought it was really cool it's really good um i don't think i'll be downloading eve online to do that but um it's uh it's a great trend that should be continued 
Excellent. This is a sort of a disjointed story, but it's pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> so, random. Do you know who Gabe Newell is? No. Uh, he's the, I want to say, billionaire founder of Valve. Oh, okay. And he's hunkered down in New Zealand. Soon as COVID was announced, uh, COVID's one year old yesterday, I think it was too, oh, from wow. the first one. Anyway, he came straight to New Zealand. I assume he's living in a bunker underground. I'm not sure. But he's here. And uh, shout out, because I am a huge Valve fan. I'm yeah. just going to say that now. Half-Life changed my life. That's right. That's right. And Valve is behind Steam. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, so they're sending a payload uh, on Rocket Lab Rocket. And I think it's this gnome uh, here. Oh, yeah. And uh, the gnome is getting uh, attached to the kick stage during all mission phases and will burn up upon re-entry. I don't know. Anyway, so they're uh, mass uh, live streaming the whole thing. And this Gabe Newell came out and says, uh, for everybody that's watching, every single viewer, I will donate $1 to uh, Ronald McDonald House Starship. Oh, wow. So that'd be, And I think it's happening today. Oh, Possibly. Don't quote me on that, but maybe have a look. The other thing that I missed out on was uh, I saw a random post. Did you know apparently uh, New Zealand's number one concrete printing company is right here in Hamilton? I did not know that. No, neither did I. I saw it on Instagram and they had an ad. Is that like New Zealand's number one lifestyle podcast is here in Hamilton? Possibly. Could, <laughs> although, although I think that they may have a bit more equipment than we do. No, but I saw this. Uh, I think it was suggested to me as an account I should follow. And I was looking at it and I was like, oh, I'll follow them. And they've only got like nine posts or something. And they can do curved walls and all this sort of random stuff. And the machine's just a robot arm and it's like laying layers of concrete. Well, yesterday from 10 till 2, they were in Garden Place outside the library building a structure, like the sculpture. And they were going, boop. And I didn't see that until three o'clock. And I was like, oh, that would have been interesting to see. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. They've got a really interesting name, too. I better give them. <laughs> I'll keep keep going and I'll find this name for you. <laughs> no, it's a weird name. Like, I can't. Uh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about my health scare then. So yesterday I was at work and I was um, moving, so, uh, pulling shelving down, putting it up, all that sort of stuff for, for Gilmore's. Living the dream is what we like to call it around here. Yeah, living the dream. I thought you were going to say that was the name of that company. I was like, oh, okay, that is no, a weird name. No, the, na- <laughs> the name of the company is uh, Corox, I think, with a Q. Q-O-R-O-X. And uh, that's the thing that they built yesterday. Huh. Okay. Looks like a medieval va- vase type yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, to be honest, but... Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so I was moving loads of shelves, and then I had to move a bunch of stuff, the heaviest being 20 or 25 kg bags of milk powder. Yes. Uh, so I was stacking onto a trolley and then going and stack it under, under a shelf. That's always the worst, because you've got to go bend over. And, oh, it's terrible. Uh, yeah. Terrible. Stack it under a shelf. Um, so that's that's okay. I did that, and uh, some smaller cans, some little 5 to 10 kg things, nothing major, although some of it's over my head. Um, and then, man, I got some chest pains from on my left side, from front and back. Yeah, good, good. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Hopefully that's muscular. Let's just assume that's muscular. Uh, I'm going to take it easy. So I, I pretty much finished what I was doing, did all the small things. Then I uh, got a gun and to do the computer part of it, like locate all the stuff I've moved. Amazing. Ten minutes, and I'm like, 
20 minutes, 30 minutes. Fuck, it still hurts. I love how it you hurts. wait until 30 minutes. It hurts when I breathe. Oh, my God. This is not good. I don't know if I can drive. Oh, oh. okay. So I went and told the boss, uh, I, I've, I've got to go to the doctor. So I went to the two medical. Is that all you said? Yeah, I, I you said, didn't elaborate? No, I, no, I said I got chest pains. I got to get Was he pain. very concerned? Uh, Don, uh, no, well, no, he goes, yeah, no, go, go check it out. Absolutely. Health first. Do that. So that's cool. Um, cause one of the guys at work had, um, ripped half his chest apart and nearly died, uh, putting a seatbelt on one day. So, um, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so shit can happen to you. That's uh, so right. anyway, so I, you know, so I was being responsible for a change. Uh, I went Very to a medical center, which is the closest one in Tarapa. Yes. 90 bucks! I'm like, shit, if I wasn't having a heart attack before, I am now. No, that's quite normal, though, oh for God. a non-patient walk-in. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they did have my um, my name on file. I go, have you ever been here before? No. Um, I gave, uh, filled out the thing. She goes, did you used to live at 14 Prospect Place? I was like, oh, yeah, 21 years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. So I had been there before. But, yeah, no, they're actually really good, um, but it – does seem that it was all uh, um, physical, um, rather, uh, what do you call it? Muscular, muscular, rather, yeah, rather yeah. than a heart. So that's cool. I've got but you're some feeling much better today, oh, aren't you? I'm feeling a lot better. I can lift my hand above my head, which is great. I couldn't do that yesterday. Yeah. But he gave me a couple of days off, so I had I took the rest of the day off yesterday, and I got today off, and I'll probably go to work tomorrow anyway. Um, and um, but yeah, they were pretty good because he texted through at eight o'clock this morning or seven o'clock this morning. Yeah. Saying, um, oh yeah, your blood test come back. You've got elevated uh, cholesterol. Should see your doctor about that. Yeah, and that was. I was like, oh, okay. So anyway, the good thing about it being a uh, muscular oh, oh. is that uh, ACC will pay some of that ninety bucks back. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, but on the other side, I don't get uh, sick pay, so or holiday pay, or any holidays or any of that sort of thing. So living the, the days dream. I don't get, I don't get paid for. Yay! Uh, yeah, okay. Moving on. Yeah, let's not dwell on that too much. <laughs> oh, I do want to talk about vaccine costs, though. While we're on the the, the topic of, of costs of medicals. Yeah. So we, you've heard about the two big stories about the vaccine <clears throat> for COVID. So Pfizer was the first one that said it's 90%, um, what do you call it, effective on their last study. Yeah. And it's, uh, but theirs has to be at 75 degrees below zero. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how what it's got to be stored at, like super cold. Moderna is um, actually I've got the prices wrong on written down, but not. yeah, Moderna's the next one, and they came out ninety four point five percent effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And theirs just needs to be in the fridge. It'll last longer in a fridge. It can be in a, a for longest term storage. It should be in a freezer, but still minus fourteen or something. So not not like bad. I like the freezer we got at work. I think. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and then finally, uh, we heard from Oxford uh, in in the UK, AstraZeneca. They're not quite at that point that they can give the numbers out, but they had some some details come through today. But what what got me was the pricing. So Pfizer's one, that's the really cold, cold, cold one. Yeah, <laughs> forty US dollars per shot. Okay, right, yeah. um, and that's to, to to cover both shots because that's a double shot. Double dose. Double dose. Yeah. Uh, and I think Moderna is as well. Moderna is $80 okay. US dollars. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
AstraZeneca, now, so those two, uh, Pfizer and Moderna, they were using that DNA structure. Yeah. And they created a, a thing. I don't know. If I say it's an enzyme, somebody will go, that's not an enzyme, that's a whatever. A thing that you inject in, and it makes the body create this piece of protein, which is part of the cell of the um, COVID virus, okay. which your body then reacts to. So your body actually produces it and then reacts to it, yeah, and yeah. then you build up the antigens, right? Excellent. As I understand it. Yes, yes. AstraZeneca used the old model of doing things, where they basically get a an inert cell. It's actually, they're using a flu cell from a chimpanzee. Oh, good. That can't... Good. Yes. Can't re- yes, that's what no, we that's want. this is standard. This is what they oh, always good. do. I'm sure. Uh, which can't replicate within the body. Yes. And they uh, have the spikes um, added to it somehow, the spikes of the coronavirus. So part of the coronavirus, so the T cells will be generated to fight that. Works in the same way. But the price difference is significant. I don't know if it's going to be cheaper or more expensive because chimps are involved. <laughs> 200 6 to $8 a shot. Oh, I went the wrong way. <laughs> oh, wow, so, that's cool. But what gets me, what I, my question for that's you not, is how much of this is the fact that Pfizer and Moderna are in the US and uh, AstraZeneca is in the UK? I'm amazed the Pfizer thing, other one, that, that, that's not going to be their retail price. This, we're going to have to add some markup on that, probably. No, you're right. Uh, it's all sorts of crazy. Yeah, and I assume Moderna's more expensive because it can withstand those normal temperatures. Like Pfizer, because it has to be super, super cold, they've had to do less to the, the, the compound. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I, I assume that's what it is. But, um, yeah, AstraZeneca, 6 to $8 as good. opposed to 40 to 80 I see um, that... Um some scientist or something, or there was a headline today that said, like, uh, the coronavirus will mutate and fight the vaccine, vaccine, which is normal. But that's they, what they always do. Yeah, yeah. they just like you. That's go, why you, you don't get it. one flu shot a year. I that's mean, right. a, a, a lifetime. You have to get one every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's cool. There's um, a petition going on actually at Christmas. Uh, you're like this in America. It calls for the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company to be named in the his- National Register of Historic Places. The what? Four Seasons Total Landscaping. They want it to be named on the National Register of Historic Places. <laughs> oh, Rudy Giuliani. He's a clown. Because apparently he's been upsetting the judge, eh? Because he's just gone into court for the first time in forever yep. to actually be a lawyer, to do actually do his lawyer stuff. Yeah, um, I, I heard a bit of a, a blurb about it from somebody. I wasn't paying a lot of attention, just playing in the background. But they were like, he said all these stupid things. And then somebody from um, the Trump administration, oh, no, it was, one of, it was Sean Hannity or one of the guys from Fox, I think, went on and said, he was a genius in court. <laughs> And it's like, uh, what's going on? Um, so Singaporeans have had a um, a um, a survey of fear. Okay. And the headline really is the only thing I really want to talk about. I could go through the rest. It's not as clear cut as the headline, but uh, survey shows Singaporeans fear cockroaches more than death, ghosts, and public speaking. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I guess amongst those three things. 
Yeah. Uh, that sort there, of makes there, sense. There were a lot of other things, and I think there were things. Actually, what they wanted, uh, Singaporeans were presented with a list of 15 phobias oh, and asked yeah. to choose okay. the ones they fear most. Yeah. And drowning was first. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a fair, a fair call. Oh, <laughs> that's that. terrible. And fire came second. Another fair call. Oh, yeah, okay. Followed, oh. followed by reptiles. Meh. So we don't have to deal with dangerous reptiles in this country, so I no, don't ha- no, have that fear right. at all. And then cockroaches. Well, we're used to them here uh, in the podcast studio and everywhere else. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we have massive cockroaches here, and they love walking across your face when you're asleep. It's great. <laughs> it's a great way to uh, wake up. Uh, Keeps yeah. your heart going. <laughs> That'll keep you young. <laughs> <laughs> we should market that somehow. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Uh, 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 anyway, um, I've got a good story, a nice okay, story. Let's end with this. Let's end with a nice story. Okay, this is an older story, so it actually happened in 2013. But oh, they've um, really old. Okay, no, no, but it's only just been uh, acknowledged. On. Yes. So um, it's George Clooney. Okay. So he did a thing this week in GQ magazine, like an interview this week in GQ magazine. And there'd been rumours of this floating around, and the guy asked him some questions, and he basically told the story so that it hadn't been heard before. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so in 2013, uh, Gravity came out, and yep. he was in it. He got Sounds some good. money for it. Right, yeah, I think it was, yeah. It was him anyway, and, uh, yeah, yeah, what's her face? Uh, Bollock. Sandra Bollock, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he got a bunch of, it, like it was a hit more than they expected. Oh, okay, good. And he ended up with an extra $40 million. As you do, yeah. Yeah, right, so well done. And I, I don't know how, this is how I remember the story, but anyway. Um, basically he went, you know, I've been, he's got a, core of friends like everybody has a core yeah, of friends yeah, he true. had a core of friends who have been friends throughout when he was nobody yeah, and now yeah, he's yeah. somebody and you know he goes um, these guys help me like they, they're yeah, friends yeah. they help me and I always meant to leave something in my will for them oh right yeah but fuck I've got this 40 million dollars that uh, I didn't expect to have and why wait till I'm dead so he gave he got all his friends together and gave them a crap load of money but of course you can't just if you're an actor and a storyteller, you just don't do it like that. No. So he uh, organised a cash withdrawal of a pallet of cash. Yes, as a you do. A pallet of yeah, notes. Yeah, good. That's it. Yeah. Um, went down with a couple of security guys and a van and lots of bags. Chucked it all in the bags. Yeah, just like any of his movie, his heist movies. Exactly. Yes. No, it sounds like that's what he did. He went and got them all into this boardroom of this thing. Oh, I, I'm assuming it's a boardroom. I'm probably making the story up in my head now. But into a room, we're yeah. in a hotel, whatever. Well, we're a and he goes, right, so, as you know, I've done really well. This is the story. And he puts up this board and it's got a map and it's, he's doing it like Ocean's Eleven heist. And he goes, I would never get from here to here except for you, Bill. You did this. And rah, 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 rah. and that's why bags, <laughs> money, go for it. <laughs> what? That that's awesome. That would have been crazy. It would have been amazing. And, yeah, you absolutely, anyone would love to do that, give their you know, friends loads of bags of cash because... You'd feel bloody good. But, of course, he had to make a bit of a show, and I don't blame him. That's cool. That's right. 
Very good. Uh, good uh, story to end the podcast on. <laughs> uh, make sure to check us out. Come say hi and tell a friend. Yes, absolutely. Uh, rate and review if you haven't done that, and if you know how to do that, and if you can be bothered doing that. because You I can do, do it that. easily on the Facebook page. <laughs> Just do it on the Facebook page. Nobody cares about anything else. Uh, yeah. And, so, uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, look after yourselves. Um, it's my birthday the day after this uh, podcast is, uh, goes out. That's right. So um, commiserations to me because I'm going to be older again. Exactly. Uh, until next week, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.